With the ascension, as we celebrate this day of Jesus, the, the Christ event, as we know from his birth until this time, has, has come to full circle. Now, Jesus, who, who became flesh and lived within the parameters of our human existence, he's gone home, gone home to God, gone home to glory. And not for his own sake did, did he undertake the journey into the depths of our human needs, into the depths of our frailty, into the depths of our sin. But he did this for us. He did this for ours. And Jesus didn't come to suffer and die for himself, but for each and every one of us. Jesus' willing presence in flesh and blood, in other words, his yes to his Father, reveals a love that is in the words of St. Paul too deep for human understanding. You know, we, we still don't understand it. If we did, we you know, we wouldn't have so much trouble living it. Indeed, someone, someone had to surrender, someone had to sacrifice to become one of us in order to speak to us in our own language of the incomprehensible, the illogical, the irrepressible love of our God for us. And it is a love that we are called to be about ourselves. You know, Christ sacrificed himself so that we might have an example of what this sacrifice of our lives is all about for others. And yes, it is, it is supposed to be a love that deep for one another. And Jesus has gone ahead of us. He's plotted the path, he's prepared the way, showing us how to do this. And since something of us already dwells in glory with Jesus by the, the nature of our baptism, then the first fruits of who we are must summon the rest of ourselves to a greater and a deeper holiness here and now. All of our lives must be about that holiness. Or to put it more bluntly, we are to live in accord with the gift that we are heaven-sent and not hell-bent. And what is that gift? What is that gift that we innately possess that marks us as heaven-sent? Well, it's our capacity to say yes to the love of God the Father, when we choose to imitate the love of Jesus. In other words, the gift of our whole selves. And today I want to talk about this love. What I would call the down and out practical ways in which we live that love in this parish community. You know, look around yourselves and see what you have created and shared our church. 
It's a big, beautiful building in which our God dwells. That's why we build churches. So there's a place in our midst where God comes to reside and in which we are privileged to worship our God. And it is a building that is accompanied, however, by a mortgage and associated expenses. And when this much-needed, much-prayed-for structure was built, the parish sacrificed to raise a down payment. And it did that very successfully. And all who are here today who contributed to that down payment must be thanked. And look at what you did. It is worthy of a God who calls us to give him our best, not our cheapest. And this building is an outward sign, a visible sign of what our Catholic faith in action is supposed to look like. It allows us to gather to joyfully worship a God who has gifted us with, with much. Now, as we all know, when one purchases or builds a new home, it's typically with a down payment. And then there are about 30 years of monthly payments until a family can call it their own. And we're into that paying down the mortgage period. But to date, with the financial well-being of the parish always a bit fluid, we've had difficulty being able to afford to pay much more than the interest on the loan. And the remaining mortgage after the down payment was made, as well as remaining debt from several expansions of the school, you all know, amounted to a considerable sum. And today, after quite a bit of sacrifice, it's still a bit over $5.6 million. In the last three and a half years, we have cut that from $6.2 million to $5.6 million. That's roughly 10%. And, you know, we have much to be thankful for, much to be grateful for, and quite frankly, much to be proud of in having done that. And again, my thanks to all who are here who have had and played some role in, in contributing to, to this building. But I must also ask those of you who are new to... Uh, those who are new to us, to think about contributing in a way that is significant and in proportion to the benefit that you receive. But I need to take this a bit further today and bring your attention to a few additional important points. Last year, our pastoral staff made significant cutbacks in expenditures in order to cover a $208,000 Sunday and Holy Day collection shortfall. We were short about $4,000 a week. And yet, at the end of the fiscal year, we came out okay, but it wasn't easy. We had to cut. I mean, we are at bare bones. We had to cut most especially staff, which is the muscle through and by which we do ministry. This is not a healthy situation. And as I said, we are down to the bare bones. And what I want to try to do today for a little bit is to discuss how we might improve our parish's financial health. 
We need to talk about money. And some of you are sitting there thinking, isn't that all he ever talks about? But I don't, and you know that I don't. And if we had enough of it, I wouldn't have to stand here before you now to talk about it. You know, Jesus talked about money more than any other single subject save one. And that was the kingdom of God. Jesus taught that money has a spiritual power. And that spiritual power, as he taught, will have its way with us unless and until we become its master. Money makes claims on us, doesn't it? And I know this personally, just as you do. It can imprison us, but it can also set us free. You know, money is what the Greeks called an energy, a dynamic. The great Adam Smith, the economist, spoke of the invisible hand of the marketplace. And Jesus taught that money is a barometer of our immortal soul. If you remember, he said, where your money is, there your heart will be also. So this is as much about your need to give as it is about the churches, the parishes need to receive. And money does have a spiritual power over us right now. And we need to get on top of that so that it doesn't. And that's the reality and the seriousness of what I want to talk about. You might say that I am, because I am, a very concerned father of a very large family. And as a family, we need to have a meeting. And so here we are. As a father, I am very aware of the difficulties you face with the economy, and I face them as well. The price of gasoline and milk, the cost of educating children in our schools, and I know that these are very difficult times for everyone. But I also know that the Lord asks each of us to love him and to trust him in action, not just words, which means saying yes to sacrifice for the welfare of one another. And our scriptures are very clear. We are to give back a portion of what God gives to us to, to make this outward sign, invisible sign of our church grow, to teach the truth of Jesus Christ and to clothe the poor of our world. And I believe in a God who receives the gift of our trust and love by caring for us. And don't you do that for your closest friends, your closest loved ones? Share, take care of one another. You know, I'm asking everyone to take a step in faith, to take care of a very difficult situation in which we find ourselves. And many who take a stewardship step are surprised by the blessings and the growth in faith that follow. I've heard it from many, and I know it personally for myself. And several times over the last few years, the Finance Commission has stood up here before us 
and spent some time giving us some personal details on the overall financial condition of our parish. And I'd like to share with you now a few more specific points, some facts that may help you to understand what it takes to provide ministry here at Smoy. So let me list some of our larger expenses. The monthly principal on our mortgage, this is the principal, not the interest, monthly is only $4,000. Our interest expense on the debt is over $10,600 per week, over $42,000 a month just in interest. Our utility bills per month, nearly $17,000. Keeps us cool in the summer, warm in the winter, can't do without it. Health insurance for our employees here, $36,000 a month. And I know you've seen things going on, you know, some small changes in landscaping, um, you know, the purchase of art and furniture from time to time, improvements, but I can assure you those are all things that we have purchased because of gifts from particular people, over and above what they normally give. Last week's bulletin reported that we are, at the moment, over $62,000 short for the year. That's about $1,400 per week that we are behind on. And should these kinds of shortfalls continue, some additional ministries will need to be eliminated. And I, for the life of me, do not know what else we will cut. There isn't anything left without some serious issues. You know, we are called to be a a parish that is ministerially complete. And I, I want that for you, and I hope you want that for yourself. Some of you might be wondering, well, what about our savings in the bank? Well, at the moment, we do have $250,000 sitting in the bank. And that's very positive. And there, again, is much to be thankful for there. But I'm hoping we don't have a rainy day. And that's why that money sits there. So we find ourselves at a very critical time, a watershed moment, as they say, needing to increase, not decrease, ministry in our parish. We have many needs, we have many opportunities before us to continue to serve one another and others and and certainly to continue to grow together in faith. And one of our ministries that must be expanded exponentially is that for our youth. We're letting them down. The joy and the the hopes that we have in, in passing on our Catholic faith to our children, to safeguard them from an increasingly aggressive secular culture is itself a way of saying yes to our hope for the future. And it's a time to invest in our youth ministry, providing the personnel and the programming that are necessary to do so. Ministry to our young adults, to our families, is also in need of a new look and a new way of being. You know, I hear it all the time, I know that you are clamoring for more. And I feel a great sense of excitement under the surface. There's an energy here that is palpable. I feel it all around me, every moment that I am here. But how can we respond without being able to fund these needs? You know, I am very excited about our life here together at Smoy. 
And I thank God for the privilege of being your pastor. We ordained four men to the priesthood this morning down at the cathedral, and one of the, the things that many of the priests who I saw down there kept asking me, well, how are you doing? And after I talked about all my health problems, then, well, no, how are you doing? How are things going in the parish? And I was able to say with joy, things are going great. Of course, I'm hiding the money piece of it. But this is a beautiful parish. And there is much that we have to look forward to here. But we have our issue. We continue to grow in numbers. And I believe it is time to thank God for that growth by investing in our future in new and dynamic ways to communicate the, the basis of our hope. Christ the Lord ascended into heaven, taking our joys and our hopes, our fears, to the right hand of God, to live in glory so that we can hope for glory ourselves. And that's what I'm asking you to say yes to today. You know, people do say to me, Father, just tell me what I should be giving. Just tell me what you want me to do. Well, I would say to you that our scriptures are very clear on that. What God asks in the Old Testament is a tithe, 10% of our income. And I know that folks can't jump on that right away, and it may take a long time, but I ask you to just give it a try, move towards that. Scriptures give us that, what I would consider a pretty good guideline. You know, the, the Old Testament scriptures call us to the tithe, but Jesus in the New Testament, and here's the frightening part, calls us to give even more. Jesus calls us to give our whole self, our whole life. Now, I'd like to give you a, a clear snapshot of our parish when it comes to how your support in this very important work that goes on here and beyond and through us can happen. You know, most of us are residents of Deerfield Township. And according to the U.S. Census figures for 2010, the average household income within three miles of this parish campus is about $100,000. It's actually a little more than that. So let's just suppose for a moment that folks might tithe 5% of their household income to the parish. And that means that the average Smoy family would be giving $5,000 a year back to God for his work in this parish. There are 1,908 families in our parish, and that would suggest that our income, if everyone was giving that 5%, would be $9,540,000. Last year, the total giving of our parish was $1,359,755.37. Only 34 of our households give more than $5,000. You know, I've been here, as you've heard me say, ad nauseum now for the last few weeks, almost four years. And, you know, I wonder if I've been a failure in conveying the gospel message. You know, in such a way, if I could do it better, that your hearts would be more open to the good work you know, that happens in this parish community. God's. It's God's good work. It's not mine. It's God's work that happens here. So I'm asking you to do three things from the bottom of my heart. To pray about this earnestly, 
to be honest with yourself and with God. You know, this is about your need to give and our parish's need to receive. And secondly, I'm asking you to move towards some sense of tithing over the long haul. Maybe begin by increasing your contributions uh, by just $10 a week, starting today, if you can. And this is in order to pay down our debt in a timely fashion, plus to meet the everyday needs of our parish and, and what I proposed a little bit earlier. We need, in order to be able to do this, to increase our weekly income by $8,000. And if we all chip in, $10 per household can make it happen. And for some of you, maybe I'm asking you to start at $10. But, you know, the question is, will giving $10 or $10 more per week really keep you from doing anything that you do now? And I ask you that because I want you to know that not giving it will keep us from being able to do about what we really need to do now. And I ask you to think about what you may be called to share as a result of this family meeting. And maybe $10 per week will mean a sacrifice. If it doesn't, then how much would be a sacrifice? Because that's what it's supposed to be. God asks us to sacrifice. And God asks us to give our lives so that others might live. And that Helping others to live is only possible if we support one another in our worship of God and in the practice of our faith in God. And please, you know, as I bring these things before you, you know, do not think that my gratitude for you is anything less than overwhelming. We have accomplished much here. And there are more great things to happen. I know the hours of ministry, of time and talent that are put forth by countless members of this parish. These are very much an important part of what it takes to, to keep the practice of our faith flourishing. You know, yet as Jesus sacrificed, so are we called to sacrifice. And one more thing. And this is a suggestion on how maybe to make that $10 additional per week possible. That's the Kroger Plus and the Script program. Smoy Shopper. You know, maybe you can go directly into your wallet and pull out another $10 a week. Maybe you can't. But I know you shop at Kroger. I know you shop at Meyer. I know you go to Macy's and 20 other different places. I'm just asking you to be focused and diligent about using the gift cards here, and that could help us immensely. You know, its, it's use now will provide for our parish. A percentage of your card, as you know, goes to, to Smoy. And all the information you need was in the pews this evening, and we did it a couple of weeks ago. So if you haven't taken time to do that, please do. And I need you to take that home. I need you to be, again, serious and focused about trying to do that. And I'm trying to make this as easy on all of us as possible. I'd like to ask you to just close your eyes for a moment now in prayer.
Let us pray. Holy Spirit, open us to our calling. May we be willing instruments of God's love and endeavor to imitate Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself completely for us. Strengthen us in our resolve to truly be the body of Christ and the community of people you call us to be for one another and for your world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I ask you to open your eyes now, and I want to leave you with one other thought. Now, I know that what I'm asking you to do is a risk. But I would also say to you that folks who live stewardship say that the risk is worth it. So I'd like to do this. I will guarantee you 100% that if you do as God asks you to do, and you are not better off at the end of this year for having done it, the parish will give you your money back. You know, the most difficult of Jesus' commands was to love one another as I have loved you. And part of that love is the sharing of who we are in every way, sharing our treasure faithfully and as fully as the Lord asks us to do. And again, it's, it's the Lord who's asking us to do this, not me. And we must have faith that in doing that, for us, like Jesus, glory awaits. Again, my great thanks to all of you. You are a, uh, a blessing to me in uh, ways that I cannot begin to describe. Easter peace.